Now, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary for your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. They tell you never to work with children or animals, right? It's because children take, steal the show. They steal the show, right? <laughs> I was joking the other day with the youth when we were practicing um, for youth-led worship, and I said that today was going to be really easy because they were doing all the stuff because we have so many awesome youth and I have all these, you know, all the parts of worship were going to be led by them. So I was just going to take the morning off. And they said, no, Miss Liz, no, Pastor Liz, you can't do that. And one of the more precocious ones said, um, I said, I don't, well, I don't have anything to say, really. And one of the more precocious ones said, sure you do, Pastor Liz. You have to tell us about Jesus and love and stuff. Now, I'll be honest, my first reaction was a little offended. I was like, I do more on Sunday morning than talk about Jesus and love and stuff. I spend a lot of time working on these sermons, right? It's just about 45 minutes of Jesus and love. I mean, of course, Jesus loves me is the first thing we teach our children. Two, three, four years old, they can sing, Jesus loves me. And they know that first of all, Jesus is love. And that this God who is Jesus loves them for who they are and for who God created them to be. And so it seems too simple, really, sort of a rejection of my life's work for it to boil down to the idea of Jesus loving but then I thought about it some more, and I discovered that this youth was smarter than me, or at least more insightful than me. Because the truth of the comment was deeper than I could see at the time, because Jesus loves me are simple words, but they're not easy. It's not small. Jesus loving is the, really is the truth behind all of it, this big, thick thing we carry around that we call the Bible, the center of it. The core of it is that Jesus loves. It seems small. It seems too simple because the words are simple. Jesus loves. All of the stuff that we talk about, all the fancy theological words, all the songs we sing, all the stories we tell, all the verses that we know, they all boil down to this truth. Jesus loves. 
It's also the center of the first verse that everyone remembers. And I bet as soon as I say that, that you know what verse I'm talking about. The one verse that everybody can say, even if you're not a Christian, right? Jesus loves me. John 3.16, right? I'm sure we can all say it from memory. Here we go. You ready? For... job you all get a gold star <laughs> yay I'm not joking you do that's amazing because that is the center of the core of the thing that's why we're here that's what we're doing and it's not reductionist it's not overly simple it's not easy now I love Hallmark Christmas movies anybody else right I love Hallmark, no, the boys are like, no, I don't love them. Yes, you do, you do at the heart of it. You can admit it, it's a safe space. We all love Hallmark Christmas movies because um, we like the idea of love. I'm the girl who watches the Christmas in July when the Hallmark movies come back in July and you watch them again. And I love them because it reminds me that love can be simple. I mean, we know what's gonna happen. It happens in every single story. There's no mystery to the movie. It's, going to be girl meets boy and then there's something that happens that tears the boy and the girl apart and then Christmas brings them back together and they meet under the Christmas tree and they kiss and everyone loves each other right the end of the story every single Hallmark movie it's exactly the same and I love it because it's simple I really like the ones where the tragedy is something like our cake fell apart or the ice sculpture melted, right? You were supposed to be in charge of the ice sculpture and it melted and now we have to break up and never see each other again, right? Because that's never an argument we've had in our house, right? I love it. The last one that I watched was, um, she was a travel writer and she went to this town to write about their Christmas uh, adventure at this town and she went and she hated it the first day because it's a Hallmark movie and um, she writes a nasty blog post about it and she and the boy fall in love and the boy is in charge of the Chamber of Commerce so he loves the town and the boy finds the blog post and they break up because if she doesn't love the town then she doesn't love me and then a Backstreet Boys songs play and they get back together <laughs> it's too simple it's too easy, this getting back together over the Backstreet Boys song. Because they never address the hurt. They never address the pain or the harm. They never address that they broke up for a good reason. Because they hurt each other. And as much as I love these movies, I'm 90% certain that every Hallmark couple breaks up within three weeks of the movie. Because loving is hard. It is. Loving is hard, and it's messy, and sometimes it hurts. And sometimes you have to address the carelessness that melts the ice sculpture. It takes work. Love, if we're going to do it right, it costs us something. Now, Joseph had to make a choice. I don't know if Joseph and Mary were a love match. I don't know if they locked eyes over the donut case in the bakery one morning and decided to get married. I don't know if they had that meet cute moment. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. 
But Joseph had a choice of whether or not to address the hurt. Mary was supposed to be his wife, and she shows up pregnant. Now, I don't, I don't care how enlightened you are, how much of a feminist you are. I don't care how um, giving you are as a person. If your girlfriend shows up and you are not the father of the child that she is carrying, that is going to hurt. It's going to cause harm. It's going to make a rift in your relationship. It doesn't really matter where the baby came from for Joseph. It's going to hurt. Joseph had to stand in that darkened room that night by the window and decide how he was going to deal with this girl who broke his heart. Mary was with child. It's hard to begin a marriage with children already in the picture. It's another layer of complications in an already complicated situation because relationships are hard. You have to navigate family, you have to navigate friends, you have to live into this new relationship, the new traditions you're gonna to build together. You have to learn who this person is who's now living in your house. Because the dating person and the married person are not the same. If you've been married a long time, you know what I'm talking about. It's different when you have to figure out who's taking the trash out on Tuesday morning. Joseph and Mary hadn't even gotten the chance to argue over who was doing the dishes, and yet Mary is having a child. It'd be easy for Joseph to walk away, to choose a live an easier life. He could live a life that didn't cause pain, that wasn't a reminder constantly of the hurt. He could live a life that was easier, but he chose love. It's harder. It hurt. It was a difficult decision, but he chooses to love Mary and the child because choosing love was better than not loving. He could have chosen to lock himself up, to take the hurt, to nurture the hurt, to make the hurt who he was, and yet he chose instead love, God's love. He also chose to love himself. To remember the Sunday school lesson of Jesus loves me, it wasn't love without boundaries, and it wasn't like, okay, Mary, it's fine. Whatever you did, it's fine. Joseph chose the path of loving himself and loving Mary. They had to address the hurt. And that's why love is hard. Yeah? It hurts because it requires vulnerability. It requires us to be open to another person who can hurt us. Jesus didn't have to choose to love in this way. Jesus didn't have to choose to become vulnerable to war, to famine, to disease. Jesus didn't have to become a human person to love us. Jesus didn't have to become a person dependent upon a mother and father for love and food and nourishment. God didn't have to become vulnerable to love us. But Jesus chose love. The human kind. The kind that's messy. 
Jesus chose to love, the kind of love that leads to crying when his cousin John dies, the kind of love that gets mad when Peter betrays him and calls him names, the kind of love that mourns when his friends can't support him. Jesus chose to be human, to open himself up to messy human love. It takes intention, it takes work, and it takes vulnerability. Sometimes choosing love is hard, but that's human love, that's human mess, that's love which is clouded by, you know, humans being humans. Sometimes it leads to tears. I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm making it too complicated. Human love can be like that. But I know this, Jesus loves us, and Jesus loves you, and Jesus loves me. And that is it. It's simple. We can choose to remember love is at the root of all things. That love is at the center of humankind, and that maybe love is hard. It's making the hard choice. Jesus chose love because God loved first. Joseph chose love because God chose to love him. Mary chose love to love herself because Joseph and Jesus chose to love her. Jesus chose to love because Jesus wanted to make love the center of all things. And so maybe we make love too complicated. I don't know. This isn't a sermon I can wrap up in a little bow for you. I tried to come up with some sort of pithy remark to sum it all up for you. Except all I can say is that human love is hard, and it's messy, and I don't know. But we can choose not to love, and I know that is harder, and it hurts more. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves you. Enough to become a child. So maybe we love others even when it's messy. We choose to open ourselves up to that and to make it the center. Even when the person we love is hard to love, maybe even when it's hard to love ourselves. It's as simple as that. Jesus loves. Amen.